Hey guys, my name is Josh Hudson. I'm a licensed marriage family therapist in San Diego. And today we're going to be talking about dating in the social media world. What's up? It's Kevin Crenshaw, aka The Heart Guy. Welcome to The Heartbeat, where we talk about living life from the heart. What's up, guys? Super excited to have Josh on the show. As he said, we're talking about the social media world and dating, and especially with dating apps. So many people ask me questions about this, so I think this is going to be a really good topic. Um, but welcome to the show, Josh. Thanks, Kevin, for having me on. I really appreciate it, man. I love what you're doing. Yeah, totally. Well, so I know that you are also a success coach and you help men, especially in the dating world. Um, so that's really awesome because I feel a lot of, uh, my audience is women. So I know there are some guys that follow me. Um, the majority of them, I would say like 75% are women. So let's give the guys some nuggets here <laughs> and maybe even help out with the ladies. Um, but what are your views on social media and dating and dating apps? Yeah, you know, there's a, I was actually interviewing people the other day for my uh, YouTube channel and, uh, I was talking to people on campus about, uh, a recent study that showed, I don't know if you heard this, but millennials, that generation's having the least amount of sex in compared to every other generation. Um, did you hear about that one? Hmm. I did not, no. Yeah. And, uh, I think a big part of it, it comes with like this thing called the paradox of choice when we're presented with an abundant amount of options. Paradoxically, we go into analysis paralysis and we don't choose. And I think dating apps mm. and Instagram, all these things play a vital role in all that, personally. What are your thoughts are? That's very interesting. Yeah, no, I think that that definitely comes into play. I haven't even thought about that before. Um, but I do know that it's, it's a um, double-edged sword, right? Because it connect like social media connects us. It's how and the internet and technology, in, you know, as a whole, it's how we're even recording this podcast right now. And, you know, you right. guys are listening in, into it. It's an amazing thing, but at the same time, it does take away from the human interaction, and that is super important. So it's like knowing when to utilize social media and technology and knowing when to back away and go, you know what, like let's meet in person. Um, it's discernment, really, I feel. That's you know, like more, f- yeah. more so for yourself. Like have you been online all fucking day? You might want to go outside. And have you – do you start conversations – more in person or more online, um, you know, just pay, paying attention to maybe your habits and patterns because, um, especially when it comes to dating, I'm a firm believer in like starting conversations in person and the people come into your life for a specific reason. It's just up to us to start the conversations. Um, and so that's been my approach. But then I also know some really good friends of mine who met through Tinder. <laughs> so like, there's obviously success there, and obviously that's why these companies are still going. Um, yeah, but I think there's not too. Yeah, there's not like one size fits all, and there's not a supposed to. And I think that's what people get tied up in, like, oh, my yeah, friends think, are saying I'm supposed to do this, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, I think a big part of it, the right word to use, was discernment, and it's like you said, it's two sides of a coin, right? I mean, there's a lot of benefits from social media, and that it's convenient but the downside is less commitment and we're seeing um substantially less you know i put this in my book less commitment overall and less married households um you know and we're trading that for you know individual households and our own success and we're not really committing long term in relationships because we always think there's mm-hmm. we always think there's something better out there for us right when we our brain sees all these potential options we think all right the grass must be greener on the other side and it's probably photoshopped right 
So <laughs> I love that. Yeah, totally. Well, so what advice do you have for people um, in the modern dating world? That's a great question. You know, uh, what I tell my clients, you know, the, the ones that come to me for dating uh, issues, I mean, we go into a lot of different things, a lot of psychological background and attachment theory. But in regards to this, it's just your lifestyle, right? It's like, we know what makes couples succeed the most is when they connect together on certain values, you know, not, not basic hobbies or interests. I mean, those are important, but values. So where can you go to meet someone with similar values? And it's oftentimes mm-hmm. somewhere that where your spirituality will be similar, right? Or, you know, I'm, I'm, I saw you went to Tony Robbins event and I'm going to Tony Robbins um, up in LA in March. Right. And so that, I mean, that'd be a great I'll be for, there. Like, <laughs> You'll be there. Nice. So we, we need to link up for Dude. sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I crew for Tony yeah. Robbins. Yeah. I, I yeah. work for him. Doing volunteer oh, work, shit. yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely link up for sure. But yeah, that's a, that'd, be a perfect <laughs> event. Like, that'd be a perfect event to meet someone, you know what I mean? Someone who's like, like-minded yeah. and you know, goes to an event like that. I mean, you have so many mm-hmm. things in common. So it's about doing more things because it's so easy for us to go home after work or whatever and just chill on our phone, you know, and watch some Netflix. And we're socializing a lot less nowadays. Mm-hmm. Right. So what advice would you have for men specifically and then for women? Or is there really a specific thing or is this just kind of overall? Yeah. Um, when it comes to this in particular, you know, um, I think men in particular, what they struggle with and the few men that are listening is we tend to really focus on our career, which is okay. And I think that's great to, you know, spread value to this world, work on your mission and your purpose, but find that balance. You know, there's a lot of men that, um, aren't really there. I, I see a subgroup of men kind of like not even considering relationships at all. Cause maybe they had one or two tied, past bad experiences like I know a little bit of your story what happened with you and it's like so many men take that trauma and what happened to them and they choose to go into the victim mode and not do anything about it but you took the exact opposite approach and you want to help people through you know what you've went through and mm-hmm. not go through it yourself so like the people who've gone through these rough times and you know been cheated on or whatever it is broken up don't let it deter you you know not all people are like that and you can find a good relationship and heal from it totally and I think that um, for some of the the ladies even out there. Um, I'm working with a client right now and she's procrastinating on some homework that I gave her. And mm. she's like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm in, in the grind right now. And I'm like, okay, well you made a commitment to heal your heart. So do this for yourself. Like stop running from the work that needs to be done by putting focus in other areas. Cause it feels better for temporarily, you exactly. know? And I, I, I experienced that a lot with my clients actually. And I think that's just an overall, like, piece of the collective human condition, um, mm-hmm. how we just avoid what needs to get done. Um, because things are so well off, like we, like we don't have to go out and kill animals to get our food. You know, we don't have to like walk everywhere. We don't have to make fire. You know what I mean? Like we can touch a button and a light turns on. I'm talking to you hundreds of miles away from a box in my hand. You know what I mean? The That's human better. condition right now is literally the, we're in the craziest time to be alive. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting just kind of what all is happening with that. But you know, it's funny. I, uh, I just got done right now with, uh, I worked with a group of men. Um, and, uh, we were talking about showing, I was showing them statistics and how the opioid ec- epidemic is rising and all this like suicide rate is rising for men. And it all stems from a common lack of connection because like literally the mm-hmm. word opioids do, if you didn't know this, um, that same uh, neurotransmitter goes off when we are a deep connection with, some, with someone we're loving and connecting with. And so men in our mm. society are literally replacing connection with drugs. 
you know, that's what's happening, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's sad because it is an epidemic, you know, and, uh, a lot of, I think a lot of toxic masculinity, I mean, toxic masculinity is a term thrown around a lot. I know I have my own definition, but like, when I say that, it's just some guys think that it's like not manly to open up and be vulnerable and to really pursue those things, which is harming them in the long run. No, it totally is. And I feel that, um, you know, I, I had a conversation with a really good friend of mine too the other day on uh, Facebook Live. We were talking about like um, masculine and feminine energies and labeling it as that because, mm-hmm. you know, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, I don't want to be feminine. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. I want to be masculine, mm-hmm. but we have both of the energies. and You kind of need to tap into your feminine to do certain things and that's perfectly normal and okay. But like social conditioning says otherwise and uh, it's just interesting, you know. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, Tony talks about that all the time, right? And mm-hmm. I'm wondering how you kind of work with that, because I know some women, like, if they've been hurt in a past relationship, they'll take more of a masculine role, and that will kind of push away. Like, I just, I came to this realization with a client, like, it'll, so if they're, like, more outgoing and, like, go-getter, it's great in a lot of ways, but, like, it can be intimidating to a lot of guys. And a lot of women mm-hmm. listening to this right now, you know, they may have that, you know, strong nature about them which is very confident it's awesome but to some guys it's like whoa i'm intimidated by that and they're maybe attracting guys that they're not attracted to they're attracting some guys mm-hmm. who are more passive but they want that kind of like go-getter guy but the go-getter guy isn't going to be attracted to that girl who's a go-getter you know what i mean it's a it's a masculine energy mm-hmm. playing with each other so but i mean yeah i mean at the same time it might be it, it might be attractive to the right guys but they're not going to walk up and like ask her out if she lives that way 100 percent of the time if she can drop into her feminine and turn off work mode, yeah, yeah. that's sexy as fuck, right? Exactly. But like, exactly. if she's yeah. always fucking masculine and she's always stressed, she's always go, then you can kind of tell it's a mask. Um, yeah. Especially if you've, you know, done a lot of work on your, within yourself. So uh, it is discernment again on what energy the current situation um, requests of you, you know? And um, in that space, then you can create whatever the, the execution of the current project is, whether it's in work, whether it's, you know, talking with a friend. Because um, even at work, sometimes, depending on the work that you do, sometimes you have to go feminine. It's not to say that there's a supposed to. It's just different times call for different measures, you know. Um, and it's learning to learning to balance that and go into it, fluidity of it. And yeah, again connection like you were talking about is how to i think return to that 100 percent agree with you on that kevin exactly mm-hmm. because the more we talk about things the more we're like oh shit i'm not alone in this and then <laughs> you can be more comfortable and accepting of yourself but because that connection isn't there it's an aloneness that then is like oh i shouldn't be feeling this way and so we stuff it down mm-hmm. and it just perpetuates the problem and it sounds like, I mean, you've definitely come across a couple of your clients who have had that issue themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know it too, cause I've lived it. Like that was me just a few years ago. Oh really? No kidding. You know, everything that I teach, I have gone through myself. I used to be the shy nerd kid that didn't talk to anybody that, I mean, I was suicidal and depressed. I've held a loaded pistol in my mouth. Um, you wow. know, like I've gone through the shit and, uh, I'm completely different person now because I put the work in and I faced everything. And I think that that's, you know, for some people they, they, uh, they have the awareness, but they don't want to face it. 
a lot of people that I talk I to mean, on the phone, they have the awareness of, oh yeah, this is this is my situation. I'm I, I'm doing this thing. I'm doing the, this is the pattern. I'm not. I'm you know um, settling or I'm whatever. They have the awareness, but then they're afraid to face it. Right. I mean, the, there's like that saying: the biggest distance between learning is from the head to the heart. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people don't want to face those emotions because the literally the in the thalamus, the same area where we register physical pain is also where we register emotional pain. So they're literally trying to avoid like a physical pain in their mind. And when you constantly Mm -hmm. avoid it, you never confront it. You never learn from it. Of course, you're never going to grow. Right. 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 So So it is. Yeah. I was just going to say it it is like connecting to, you know, more of yourself. And when you can connect to yourself, you can connect to other people in the proper way, whether that is online, whether that's in person. And I think to be so caught up as, I mean, that was kind of how we started the conversation, but to be too caught up in social media being the problem, it's not the problem. It's this, the human, current human state is the problem and that we're not connecting with ourselves and with each other. Um, and so, you, you know, I've been saying it a lot recently, like what we think is a problem usually isn't the problem. <laughs> There's always something deeper. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Couples come in to see me that like 99% of the time <laughs> they always say we can't communicate. And I'm like, okay, that's the symptom, right? Yeah, sure. Like that's, the <laughs> let's get to the root, right? It's always something more than that. So I completely agree. Always. Mm-hmm. That's it. Awesome. Oh well, thanks for chatting on the show. I really appreciate it. It's been awesome. Where can people find out more about you and all that you do? And I know you got a new book out too as well. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, I really appreciate being on your show as well. I'm um, taking time to talk to everyone, and trying to spread that value. Um, so my YouTube channel is Pinnacle of Man. I do a lot of dating relationship advice, and my new book is out right now called Soulmate Suck, and it's uh for free for the next like 48 hours. So if they want to check that out for free, your audience can go grab that and. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. I love it. Well, thank you so much again, man. I really appreciate it for everybody listening. Go out there, put some heart into everything that you do today.